everybody. Doors start slamming just in time for us to start talking. No one can hear it in space when that's, doors slam. That's probably true. <clears throat> a lot of, uh, loud, loud sneezing too. Uh, hey, we're uh, we're coming at you again from the asymmetric satellite office in the Mission District of gloomy San Francisco, California. You should broadcast with your radio voice more often. Should I? Yeah. Smooth jazz from asymmetric. Your, uh, your <coughs> radio voice is kind of terrible. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Was I using a radio voice just then? I don't know. It just seemed like you were transitioning into that, and then you popped right back out, and I was like, what's going on? Well, when I'm actually talking to somebody, like responding to a thing that somebody is saying and not delivering what could potentially be a canned speech, I need to get that trick. Which is what? That I, I need to get that trick. Yeah, you know. You need to turn that trick? That's a sentence. I need to do a, a ghost trick. A hat trick. A trick where I possess a hat and float around the room scaring people. No, the trick where you, uh... Yeah, all of our radio voices suck, says KMD. <laughs> well, he's taking to hear us. <laughs> the trick where you're just making stuff up, but it sounds like a story that you've known all along that you were going to tell. <clears throat> oh, I see. And that your sentences are structured like a thing that someone would actually say if they were talking. Extemporaneous speaking? <clears throat> I thought you did a lot of that in high school. No, I did zero of it in high school. You did only prepared I stuff? I only did Lincoln-Douglas debate. Oh. Which is different. Well, but that's, that's extemporaneous. extemporaneous arguing. Uh, see, when we're arguing... When we're arguing, I slip back into my radio voice. I see. And it sounds like this. What do you think is better, the smooth aspects of this music or the jazz aspects of this music? I think neither of them is better. <clears throat> see, PVA says our voices are good. <laughs> and he knows what he's talking about. I see. So what's uh, what's been going on with you? I don't know. We got $240 worth of pudding. That's true. In the fridge. We went and bought snacks for our forthcoming mystery hunt weekend. Woohoo! So it turns out uh, we're the apartment, somebody's coming to see whether they want to rent the apartment the month after we leave, in the middle of when we have a whole bunch of people here doing the mystery hunt stuff, and the person's name is Haymaker. I'm worried really? they're going to punch us. Huh. Haymaker. Mm-hmm. That's their last name. Yeah. Okay. I no. thought that was their first name. I was like, wow. No, uh, Pugilist. Uh, Pugilist Haymaker. <laughs> yeah. I see. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I guess we gotta we got to solve some puzzles and not get punched. Maybe their first name is Rabbit. Are you excited about... Ooh, Rabbit Punch. Kidney Punch. Are you excited about the... Uh, do, do rogues in World of Warcraft get Kidney Punch? They get Sucker Punch, I think. Huh. Right? Don't they? So some, if you were fighting a monster who, who was made of candy and his kidneys were lollipops, a Sucker Punch and a Kidney Punch would be the same thing. <clears throat> Maybe, yeah. Fine. You don't even know about you don't even know anything about World of Warcraft anymore. I don't know anything about World of Warcraft anymore. Uh, what have what have what have you been up to? Failing on your your beer projects, lagging behind. I'm you're, lagging. You're, I'm you're losing faith. I am losing a little faith bit of faith in yourself. I'm probably about eight beers back in terms of keeping up with posts. I was I was just trying to post, and I was just not feeling at all funny at all. I post even when I'm not funny. Funny, at all, and so. Yeah, I was I was just depressed. <clears throat> I think I had a string of beers that I didn't really like all in a row, and so. Would I, you have liked them individually? Um, no, no. What if you drank more of each of them? What if you drank three each of a hundred beers? What if I had to drink three hundred? Yeah, you'd like it more if you got used to it. Is what I'm saying. I you'd like each individual beer more by the third one. I don't think so. Did you have a chupacabra? Yes. Ale? That's crazy. Kukapa chukapa. <laughs> Kukapa chupacabra. Nice. 
it's hard to say. It's hard to read. Um, I don't remember a lot about it because, like I, like I wrote on the blog, I was playing pinball. There's a lot of pin. Why is there so much pinball in San Francisco? Why I do know. I associate San Francisco with pinball? I think you're going to be right on target though. I think you'll you'll hit 50 on or before the 15th. That's probably true. And Since I we're going out for 10 beers tonight. No. You said you wanted to sleep in tomorrow. Yeah. So I wanna, the best way to do I that is be to be super hungover so that you have to sleep in. I want to be functional tomorrow afternoon. So you can start solving puzzles? Mm-hmm. Are you excited about the mystery hunt? Are you I'm, excited about solving a lot of puzzles? For I am excited about solving some puzzles, yes. I would yeah. like to solve some puzzles. Do you have your Do you have your thinking cap ready I, to put on? I don't. Do you have your thi- Are you going to wear your special lucky puzzle-solving boxers? Yes. I don't are actually have, have a, Are you going to have a coin with a hole in it with a rabbit's foot threaded through the hole? No. You found a coin with a hole in it, but Sorb wouldn't let you pick it up because it was near some poop. <clears throat> it was on the sidewalk, and he got freaked out about the idea of picking something up that had been on the sidewalk. Right, because the sidewalk is almost entirely, entirely covered in poop. Yeah. yeah, that is true. I think it just is poop at this point. Like, I think that the, the, the squares, the cement squares, are actually just sort of like sedimentary coprolites. They could have just gotten a bunch of uh, elephants with um, square anuses and just had them like poop out perfectly. Uh, oh, and then wait thousands of years for each of those squares to turn into a coprolite. No, I think they would they would just well, okay, sure. If you want if you want everything to be <clears throat> uh, old, but you could just do fresh elephant poop that I don't want hardens. it to be old. I want it to be petrified and that takes time. You could just scare it. That's true. You could scare the shit out of the elephant, and then you could scare the shit out of the shit. <laughs> Leaving only the stones. Yes. <clears throat> uh, sorry. my uh, I've got a lot of frogs in my throat today. Do you know? It's interfering with my radio voice. Do you think that people think that it's a different person talking when I slip into this voice? Maybe. <clears throat> ah, really sorry about all the throat clearing, man. I don't yeah, did know. You, did you swallow some frogs? I think I did. Is your radio voice made of frogs? It was raining frogs today. I think uh, Jesus is putting a curse on the on the gays here in this city. Apparently, uh, 71% of the country is covered in snow. Is that really true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't make that statistic up, if that's what you're asking. Wombat shit cubes, according to Riff. Uh, he might just be listing words. <laughs> He'll I've, do that sometimes. He'll say things that aren't really a sentence. I think I have heard that before. It might have been from Riff, though, so he might just be making that up sort of a second time. Wombat shit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Urban Dictionary Wombat. Uh, it has uh, the tags. Wombat, marsupial, kangaroo, Australia, sex, koala, cunt, beer, dingo, bitch, pussy, whipped, shit, Aussie, ugly, wor- uh, worm, worn, Australian lemur. I'm glad that it has cunt, bitch, and pussy in there. <clears throat> um, Urban Dictionary never fails. How Stuff Works has a an article entitled, Why is Wombat Scat Shaped Like a Cube? Hmm. Is it because their butthole is shaped like a cube? I, dude, I don't know. I don't think that would necessarily make any sense. Cause since a hole can't be three-dimensional, can it? Uh, like a, how well, would you put anything in it if it was no. not three-dimensional? But I mean, like a... You know what I mean? Like a, a hole in a barrier, like your butt is shaped. It could be cube-shaped. It could be a square hole exactly as wide as the barrier is thick. And then the hole would be shaped like a cube. I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
Wombats kind of look like uh, they're they're constipated all the time. Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe 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 their buttholes are round, and the constant effort of trying to get a cube peg through a round hole exhausts them. Yeah, this article doesn't seem to actually answer the question even a tiny little bit. Is it actually how stuff works? It's HowStuffWorks.com. Is, is that real, though? Or is that just somebody got that domain and started making shit up? Oh, you, you don't know how stuff works? No. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a thing. I mean, they have a bunch of different podcasts, and they have articles about stuff. I mean, it's... Stuff and how it works? Yeah, I mean, there was a book... Life and how There was a book called How Stuff Works, and I think it has sort of... I think it is the same sort of empire that has been sort of expanded to just talk about everything. I don't know how... I don't know how well researched this all this all is, but yeah. So yeah, we mostly just been drinking beer. This uh, this trip is going by really quickly, and I think it is because of the really fixed like delineation of time caused by all of these things that I'm doing every day and writing about. Being forced to being forced to drink a whole lot of beer. Poop things out in cubes. Yeah, every day I have to <clears> poop a <throat> hundred cubes. That's my resolution. That that. This is tricky. I mean, luckily, I have a collection of dice that I can just keep swallowing, basically as fast as they come out. That's true. Um, <clears throat> I have not looked at your latest uh, artistic endeavors. How many cubes do you think you would need if your goal was to shit a hundred of them in a month? Uh, like, how many could you get through in a day? And then reuse. That's a good question. I don't... Oh, that's a That's a problem. No, you put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, I don't I think I... I mean, the cube washer. I don't want to really eat anything that I've... Wow, that leaf spider's cool. I mean, everything that you eat has been poop at some point. No. Yeah, it has. No. Every breath contains at least one molecule of air that was from Caesar's last breath, right? No. I don't understand how anyone could ever... Like, there's just no way of that statistic being based on any kind of math. Like, is that a thing that people have said? Yeah. That you then repeated? I didn't. Thereby, repeat. you just repeated it just now. Oh, shit. Thereby, sort of spreading that mm-hmm. knowledge or lack thereof. Maybe that's in the list of common misconceptions. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Right. The truth is less interesting than a lot of those misconceptions, and so I think they're never going to go away. That's possible. That's the problem. That's the problem with people. They'd rather have good stories than the truth. Nobody likes science. Um, so yeah, what have you been up to aside from drinking? Um, yeah, I don't know. We've like, been working on the new game a little bit. We've been arguing a lot about we the, have been arguing the new a lot. game. We haven't been arguing a lot. We've been, we've been arguing. arguing a little. Well, more than we normally argue. Well, because we've been talking more than we normally talk. So it's just a matter of playing the percentages, you know? I see. Um, yeah, I, you know, I played, I played a little bit of, uh, Nintendo DS. What are so you playing? Some uh, some Professor Layton and the, uh, the Unwound Future. How is it? Is it good like the first one or lame like the second one? <clears throat> uh, I didn't really find any of the puzzles particularly interesting. Is it because you are too smart to play video games? No, I mean there were definitely puzzles in the first one that were that were interesting. This one had maybe three or four that that were really sort of. Innov- not innovative. Innovative isn't the right word, but like three or four that like really had made you sort of challenge your assumptions in a way that wasn't immediately obvious, and the rest were either just kind of dumb or trivial. 
So the thing I didn't like in the second one, at least, and maybe this happened in the first one too, was the ones where, like, I liked it setting up a problem and then giving you a little toy to play with to solve the problem, yeah. instead of just it being a paragraph of text and then asking you for a number, right? Yeah, like there were, you just had to work out on paper. There were a reasonably significant number of play with this toy things. That was that was relatively satisfying with that, but. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm also not sure how you're supposed to find all the puzzles without some of them just going immediately to that, like, puzzle collection thing, because, like, you just, you would have to, every time you got a puzzle and, like, got any kind of plot point, you'd have to, like, then recheck the entire map and talk to everyone you've ever talked to, which, as the game expands, gets to be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, well, I feel like the that problem in the second one is why I like the first one better, because there were just way fewer people to talk to and fewer locations and less of a sprawling map and I mean maybe that was less interesting to people but like yeah, I, don't I really liked the first one and the second one I just didn't even finish because it's like I'm tired of I'm tired of running around there was a lot of there was a lot of interstitial like conversation and there was like a lot of voiced acting in it which was weird yeah, there's a, there's a reasonable amount of voicing in the first one <sighs> this like they but they voiced parts that seemed really inane like all of the <clears throat> all the interactions with the Granny Riddleton and her analogs were voiced. That so she's the one that collects all the the, the hidden or the puzzles that you miss, huh. right? So they, for whatever reason, replaced her with a bee and a flower for like half the game, and then her granddaughter comes and like squashes the bee and then takes over with back with the shack again for no obvious reason. Like with, Sha- with Shaquille O'Neal? Yes, with Shaq. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she wants yes. to have sex with athletes. She wants to have sex with professional athletes. Yes. Um, I think they did a better job. I think for the, for a, a really casual player, somebody who's like not anal attentive about finding everything and like solving everything perfectly or whatever, they did a pretty good job of like putting those interactions in places right before there was like a a gated content thing where you had to like you had to have solved 50 puzzles before you could move forward which was weird because they were super explicit about that too there was like a particular guy that would come up and be like if you haven't solved 50 puzzles I can't let you pass huh <coughs> you know it's it's weird right because like they they try to be a little narratively can like sort of have some narrative where it's help me solve this puzzle you know I'm, I've got this is this issue and then the puzzle like relates to that and sometimes it's just like just not, like it doesn't make any sense at all. Right. So and I don't know why they like if they're gonna do it if they're gonna break that sometimes why do they do it why do they even try some you know the rest of the time. I wonder if the reason that I didn't care for the second one was not just that I'm sort of you know I played through the first one and now I'm done with that like that I just don't need. Yeah, I mean like it's not it has not really excited me the way that the first one I thought was super cool. There seemed like in the second one that for like there was like some puzzle that you collected things like for your hotel room or whatever in the first one. Mm-hmm. And in the second one it's like there were 15 of those things, but it was like okay, this is something that will be interesting at the end of the game and it, yet it keeps like giving me little trickles of it as though Oh, I see that's going to be something fun. This one had three different mini games where you basically just unlocked different levels to complete. Hmm. That were 
See, that's interesting. A varying like, challenge, like a varying challengingness. That I think is better because it, you know, there was like the camera that you had to put back together, and it was like, right. why are you showing me that I'm collecting all of these parts? Why are you letting me play with them? Because when there was yeah. nothing that I can do. So with they them. had one of the mini games was like that. It was like a little picture book where you collected stickers, <clears throat> and it was ambiguous which stickers was to go in which spot, and so you had to like reconstruct a story with a bunch of like uh, ad-libbed nouns, basically. Or mad libbed, sorry, mad libbed nouns in the forms of stickers. So it's like, I, you know, I was in a, working in a cafe and I, you know, customer walks in, is you, but it's like a person and you don't know which of the like four people that you'll end up getting. Okay. But you get the stickers one at a time. And so until you have all the stickers, you can't solve the book. But you can like try to put them in early if you want. It's, I, you know, I think that's like supposed to be the one that's like easy. And then there's like <clears throat> sort of a robo rally like program this car where it's going to go minigame, which is not... There was one of those in the second one, right? There was, kind of. There was, like, the you got stuff that you would put on... Maybe there maybe there was one that you could actually make some progress as, as you went through. <coughs> then there was one that was really quite hard, which was, like, get this figure from one side of the screen to the other that sort of, he, like, hops and then, but you had, like, a bunch of points that you could draw lines between, and he would, like, bounce off of those and that sort of stuff. But because there were, like, 20 points on the screen it was like like a huge number of possibilities and <clears throat> really hard to figure out how to solve some of the, some of the levels like really hard sometimes and did the levels just unlock as you progressed like the more puzzles you solved the more levels of that you mini game you had access to or kind of i mean you you get them for solving certain puzzles you don't know which puzzles they are okay in advance it's not and you don't find them like in the environment or anything it's you know i i like that there are games like that and i'm happy that they do that, and it was like it was weird. This one was like talking about how, <clears throat> you know, how to be a gentleman a lot, which I think they probably have done in the other, did the in the other games. But like, it reminded me of like, just like after school specials about like brushing your teeth and stuff. Like, it's not exactly like that, but it's like you should you shouldn't like. I don't remember an, an after school special about brushing your teeth. It was always don't get girls pregnant. Don't get girls pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you're a girl, don't get pregnant. Or if you are a girl and pregnant, don't get an abortion. Or if you are a girl who got pregnant and had an abortion, don't tell anyone. Or don't do drugs. Don't join a motorcycle gang. Yeah. Don't talk off mic. <laughs> <coughs> don't plant trees. Play in train yards. I see. Uh, I have some pictures from a train yard in Bolivia that I went to. That seemed like did a, you play in it. I we wandered around some, but it seemed like a really dangerous place to go because there was just like all kinds of rusted out metal all over the place. Like rusty metal is not intrinsically dangerous. Well, sure, but sharp rusty metal is dangerous. No, <laughs> like, it's not. Regardless of the whole like tetanus thing or whatever, like which may or may not be a thing, it. Uh, it sure could cut you some. Well, I feel like the thing is, like, the, the the tactic for dealing with a bunch of jagged, rusty metal all over the place is to move as fast as you can to minimize the amount of time that you're exposed to any given sharp piece of metal. You think that's the... Yeah, so just run through it. Like, don't even bother. Don't don't actually spend the time that it takes to open your eyes before running through huh. the train yard filled with jagged, rusty metal. <clears throat> your logic falls apart when uh, traveling between star systems... Does it? Yeah, because you know you might might plot a course through a sun. Mm. So I think I think you need to have a little bit of precognition if you're going to run through the train yard at high speeds. How many things are there <coughs> in the universe? 
Like discrete objects? How many? Like, it strikes me that in general. Yes. Right? Finding any two stars that there are any other stars on a direct line between them would be pretty difficult. Within a single galaxy? I don't I mean I don't know. That's it really just seems like the distances between them are so great. Depends on how close you have to be before it to be troublesome, right? I guess, yeah. Cuz you know, you don't have to necessarily travel right through the middle of a star for it to like be problematic. I suppose not. Um, but I'm saying touching the star. What does that even mean? Touching well, you know when you when you, you keep stick your, your hand, hand on the, the ground and you reach for the stars and actually manage to touch one. That'd be hot. You know, like in that movie with Cillian Murphy where the Asian guy screws up and they all die. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh sunshine? Sunlights? I've not seen it. Sundance. I think it was at Sundance. I see. He did a Sundance? Butch Cassidy and the Film Festival. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what that's all about. I haven't been playing any video games except for Plants vs. Zombies on my phone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Has that been fun? It has been. It's a good game, you know. It's it's fun to play a level every now and again. And uh, I'm playing through Adventure Mode a second time, trying to get all the achievements. I I put away Angry Birds. You'll be happy to know. Good. Cause you I mean, I'd be happier if you'd never played it in the first place. It It's like a phenomenon. It's important. No, it's not. It's <sighs> terrible. Why is it terrible? It's a bad game. Why is Plants vs. Zombies a good game? Well, <coughs> let's discuss the ways in which Plants vs. Zombies is a better game. Okay. Compared to Angry Birds. Yes. Plants vs. Zombies, you put... When it's time for you to put a uh, plant down, yeah, there are a fixed number of places for you to put it down, and you know exactly what's going to happen. Let's say 36 or 42 options or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But... You don't have the problem in Plants vs. Zombies where, oh, my pea shooter isn't hitting that zombie <coughs> because I accidentally put it one pixel below the line that it needed to be on in order to hit the zombie. Right. Right. So games that are about, like, eyeballing trajectories are just sort of intrinsically unfun to me. And especially games that are about eyeballing trajectories and then relying on a bunch of things to happen in what basically amounts to an unpredictably complex chain reaction. Well, I mean, there's definitely some predictability to it, because you, you could look at a board and you could be like, okay, I clearly need to hit <clears throat> this weak spot to cause a, like a cascade of stuff to happen. Right, but I, th I feel like more what's happening when you look at a level of Angry Birds is that you're saying, okay this is a way in which I could get lucky and win this level. Now I'll try and get lucky in that way. As opposed to, I need to do this. Like, I feel like you can't try something and think, oh, that's going to work. I just need to time it better or whatever. The way that you can in something like Plants vs. Zombies where... Really? Yeah, I really, I really don't. I mean, You think there's no skill involved whatsoever? I would. I. I mean, I'm just curious because I don't I think, think I don't think there that is, is true. I think that there is too much skill involved. Like if, if instead of 
you know, pulling it back like it was a rubber band with your finger. Yeah. You put in some coordinates or something. Y- yeah, like you picked you picked one of twenty launch points, right? Then you would know. Okay, all right, I need to go up by five, <clears throat> or I need to go down by one, or whatever. But I think it is almost impossible in Angry Birds to do the same thing twice in a row. I I would argue that that is not <clears throat> true. Okay. I mean, I have not I have not played a lot of it. I played you know ten levels of the demo or whatever. And so right. Like, this is fucking boring and it's hard. And you put it away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I to me, it definitely tickled the like puzzle solving thing that I enjoy. Do you feel like you were good enough at predicting what was going to happen, that it actually was a puzzle that you were solving? Yeah, I mean, because it was trivial for me, it was basically trivial for me to beat every level with a single star. And for me, the challenge was how, to, which just means getting like a certain, you, you kill every pig on the level. Right. Um, to get three stars on every level, you had to get some, past some score threshold, which you were not told what it was. Um Right, and so, and I think it was just sort of them determining what they could get, you know, on a reasonable pass, but not not a maximal value, um, given sort of you know a hundred trials or whatever. Like I think they just sort of picked something that made sense, um, and so, like trying to figure out how to get sort of a relative, like not quite maximal, but like pretty solid maximal sort of solution to every level was kind of like solving a puzzle, you know, that's because they give you, they almost always give you way more resources than you need to beat the level. It's, it's weird to me that I feel like plants versus zombies and angry birds basically have the same demographic. Like they're both popular and have the same demographic, which is like sort of non-gamers, right? One of them is deeply satisfying to me, yeah. and one of them is is just like bullshit that I, I don't care about at all. I think Plants right. vs. Zombies is a phenomenal game, and I'm really happy that it exists. I think Angry Birds is just sort of <coughs> interesting, kind of a puzzling challenge, but not, not a good game. It, it, it makes me wonder, though, if the ways in which those games are fundamentally different that I see are just not things that matter to most there's I mean there's a lot of really good flavor to them, right? You know? I think KOL has a bunch of really good flavor, right? Like there are things the noise the way that the noises work in both games is really good, you know, and the like the art is pretty compelling in both games and just like there are things about the way that they the look and feel that are really satisfying and maybe that's enough to keep a lot of people coming back till they like sort of get invested in it, you know? I mean, it is kind of just pick up and play in both cases, right? Like, I mean, do you think that the average, like, say, 40-year-old woman would describe Plants vs. Zombies as more complex than Angry Birds? Yes. And it's weird, because... I think so, because... The possibility space is so much more limited. In Plants vs. Zombies? In Plants vs. Zombies. No. Versus Angry Birds. No, because, like, you have to... You have to choose your plants and then you have like a build order but you don't I mean like if people have never played games before they don't even know what that means and then you have like you know stuff that you can do while the game is like happening like Angry Birds you just pull the thing back and let it go and but I mean what can happen there I mean it's like 
Plants the number zombies. of states that it, the number I feel like the number of states that Angry Birds can yeah. be in is it is it is like the difference when so we we've talked about like the difference between two uh, tower defense games that we like on the iPhone a Geo Defense versus Geo Defense Swarm Geo Defense being right. one where there's a fixed path and you can place towers anywhere up to like a single pixel right and Swarm being this hex based where you build the you build the maze using your towers, but there are a really limited number of places that you can put the towers. And how much yeah. more satisfied you were with Swarm because you got more immediate you, you you would never play it and think, well, this didn't work, but maybe if I had had one this pixel over. one pixel further to the right when I placed this tower, that would have worked. Right. Right. And that's how Angry Birds feels to me. Right. Like, there is no... With with Plants vs. Zombies, I feel like there is immediate feedback that yeah. your strategy is not working, but you lose the level. Right? But it takes or, a lot longer. It t- it'll take you five or ten minutes to lose the level if you're if you're doing badly. Whereas, whereas Angry Birds, it'll it take does, you five you, seconds. But you kind of know... Right? You kind of know. It's like, okay, well, this gamble didn't pay off because now this guy's coming and there's no way I'm going to be able to build something that will kill this guy before right. he gets through and I don't have any lawnmowers left or whatever. Right? That that's what I mean. I mean, I I feel like the the immediacy of understanding whether what you did was correct or not. It's not immediacy; it's definitiveness. So okay, the levels that annoyed me on Angry Birds were the ones where the critical bird was like the third or fourth bird instead of the first. Right. Right. Because there were so many different things that could have happened well, leading up to when that. No, I mean honestly, I I think your estimation of the number of things that could happen, while while technically accurate, is overstated. Like. Yes, the the very particular things that could like the way in which all the blocks could fall down is is you know, not infinite, but way way greater than like the possible states of Plants vs Zombies. But you basically need to like knock a tower down so that it's out of the way. Most of the pieces have fallen down and, and broken apart. You're not really particularly concerned with like whether you got you know f- fifteen thousand points or fourteen thousand points for that, right? <clears throat> So th- what I found frustrating was when you had to knock down three towers that were—you basically had to hit three spots that were more or less precise, and then, and you then had one chance to make a really amazing shot with the, the final the last. Bird. Yeah, bird. right. Yeah, and that—that yeah. that, and that's the part that like those levels were more annoying, but those were few and far between. Most of them, like because you got points for bonus birds, you most of them the optimal solution was killing something in the first or second bird. So I feel like if the way that Angry Birds worked was instead of you shooting the birds out of a catapult, yeah, they were just bombs that you could tap where you wanted them to go off. Then I wouldn't have this problem with it, right? Even though you would just still have to, you'd still have like a pixel or two accuracy in terms yeah, of yeah. Why it's just is that? that? Because the 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 trajectory game, it's it is weird to me that a game like that would get popular. A game where a game where you're like did you basically even, did like you even get to the birds game. that you activate mid-flight? I think no. Okay, because that's so that I mean, like that's that's that doubles your problem, or you know, exponentially aggravates your problem, right? Because it's not just the the trajectory at which you launch it, which is tricky to control, but but doable. Like just the the birds where you're, all you're doing is launching them. I think, I think you you could achieve a level of skill where you can more or less repeat the same throw. You know, but you know then there are some where you have to then while it's in flight, you choose when to activate it, and there's like several different behaviors that they have. And that is, like, hugely difficult because that's much more, like, timing-based. Like, you can spend a lot of time sort of, like, getting your finger in just the right spot pixel-wise 
to launch it more or less repeatedly every time. And they're pretty good about you, providing background objects for are, you to, to align things with. Are they? Yes. I, okay. I almost mean, a, almost every level. Well, and I I don't. This is probably like a meta. Like this is, they don't ever state this, but almost always your bird is going to be somewhere where you can reliably place it with something else in the background. If you're trying shots that aren't reliably like lined up with something, you're probably doing it wrong. Because like because they you need to be able to I don't remember there being a background. There is. It's huh. yeah, it's not like hugely detailed on some levels, but there's like little elements there that you can leave. okay, I'm like I need two or three pixels above this like tower or like this little like mesa or whatever that's in the background. So that you can reliably do it, you know. Or with the first bird, I need to get it in this particular relationship with the second bird that's waiting in line. Like there's just there are just I objects. See. Okay, okay. Right. So like. I mean, I guess there's maybe there's maybe a little more <clears throat> uh, like opportunity for you to be good at that game. Like I guess I look at that figuring out where this bird is going to go when I launch it from a particular spot mini game, and I think this is a game that I will never be good at. Like this is a thing that I will never. Figure I'm just out. super patient with that kind of stuff too. I guess in in that regard, you know, like. I'll sit there and I'll I'll do the same level twenty times, and just and just repeat the first bird because it takes you five minutes to do it twenty times. That's that's kind of the nice thing, right? Like it's super quick cycles of of like learning. I remember being frustrated by how long it actually took. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember being frustrated by like there being not even load times, but just like animation delays and stuff that was like. If I could do this faster, I would be better at and it. And you played it on the phone and not on, like, a, yeah. the PC? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I played it on the PC back when it was called Crush the Castle or whatever, right? I mean, that it's... It's the same game style. I don't know yeah. if it's the same people. I don't know either. I mean, it could be whoever decided they wanted to rip off this good idea and make some money. Speaking of which, speaking of casual games and ripping off other games and making some money off of them, we uh, we hung out with a fella who works for Zynga, who had worked for an, a little independent company, a startup here. And uh, then got a job with Zynga, and we got to talk about Zynga's corporate culture a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Was I thought it was a really interesting conversation. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know that it was edifying per se, but sure. I wonder. I wonder how if we had talked to that guy about Zynga a year ago. Yeah, that's actually a good point. How would he have felt about Zynga? Because he was not. I almost felt like I offended him a few times by just like, you know, talking about how they were evil. He he started it. He like <laughs> he's cuz he he brought up like, "Oh, I work for Zynga now," which we did not know before we, you know, we had sort of arranged to go there. And like your you know, your eyes kind of widened and I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, the evil empire, the evil empire or whatever." And he like he acknowledged it cuz I think, you know, I think it is common knowledge. Did he acknowledge it or did he brush it off? I mean that's the thing. Like, wh- like uh, it was so there was it was a little bit of it was a little bit of both. Like, when we were talking about how Zynga kind of cannibalizes or you know takes the either buy a studio that has sort of a a game that's kind of rising to prominence or they, <clears throat> as we would say, rip off, as he said, fast follow. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, that 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 struck me. <laughs> that struck me as oh, the the man. verbiage of somebody who who still has uh, Kool Aid stains on their lip <laughs> from the extent to which they have was, drunk the fucking." It, well, it's interesting. I, I know, I, but I does he he might say that thing full well knowing that we're just gonna be like, yeah, fast follow. He doesn't my seem ass. like the kind of guy that would do that though. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would like bullshit us. 
he wouldn't bullshit people that he knew could see through it. I wouldn't think. I don't know, man. It's that's weird. Ah, man. Fast follow. Just the the <laughs> fact that the fact that their strategy is to like find a thing. I mean, but I like that is basically like the a really solid capitalist strategy, yeah, I mean, right? Like if you if you I believe mean, in it, capitalism, it, then you believe in that. Is it all art? Whoa, right? whoa, whoa, whoa! So, so that, what is that? Like a totally separate argument. What, what does that mean? Is you basically like you know arguments against stringent copyright protection often bring up that every every creative endeavor builds on the creative endeavors of the past and that's just how it works right it's it's there aren't any new ideas there are combinations of ideas and that and that yeah, but everything that everything is derivative than... that everything is a ripoff so why do i think it's evil when they this is why i think it's evil when zenga does it okay they will make a shittier version of a game spend more money advertising it and it will become more popular and more successful and it will it will consume superior products hmm. in the marketplace Depend- i don't know I guess that it I depends b- on what your definition of superior is right because if it's number of people who play it then like <clears throat> you know we have we have an idea of what is good based on sort of our own metrics of quality and I'm I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I know, I know. Okay. Uh, and uh, but I mean, there, there's so so I think because you know, if is, you is good music, is popular music definitionally not good? Is can something be good and popular? Can oh, I think they're I think they're independent. They're completely yeah, independent. I think they're completely independent. Okay. And the, I, well, the, they probably correlate, right? Like I think that good things tend to tend to get bubble up popular. Yeah. Sure. And and. But I think that a really good way to fake that is taking advantage of an existing media empire to... Uh, I consider really heavily promotional advertising to be, like, tricking people into consuming stuff that they would not like. There was a time in my life when I considered going into advertising for a day or whatever. <clears throat> you still talk about it. Because I think I would be really good at it. I think we would be really good at it if if we were willing to do it, but I just I don't think morally I could bring myself to do it unless I really believed in the the product or whatever that I was trying to sell because I feel like a lot of advertising is is making people think they need or want something that they don't really want or need, you know. <clears throat> I think in the specific case of Zynga, I mean, they will find a thing that is successful, and then they will they will create... Or that is becoming successful. They will quickly create a version of it that is designed entirely with making money as a goal and not making a good game. That... Yeah, I mean, their their whole he, goal he is to make money. The, what the CEO is, like, super... Is super explicit about yeah. We're this is a business. I'm here to make money. Screw anybody. He said that they're they're newer folks, and and I wanna I wanna see if he's I wanna see if he's full of shit. He said newer Zynga games. There's a lot more game to they're, them. They I think have a lot, I think they, they are acquiring they're, people they're that better. want to make. I mean that's the thing. They are acquiring studios that made the games because they wanted to make games. I mean they also want to make money. I mean we're we I think are super unusual, in that we've had this extreme, extremely luxurious state of being able to make a game that we kind of just want to make and being lucky about making enough money to, to do that. 
you know, I think a lot of people have have the business side of things way more in mind because they can't afford to not do it, you know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> KOL is in this really lucky space, sure. I think. But, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, that that doesn't mean... You know, are we in such a random position of privilege that we're not entitled to an opinion? No, I'm not about saying, things anymore. I'm, I mean, I'm that's... curious. Like the, I'm curious what Minecraft is like in sort of the same regard. Like, because it's it is a game that I think was just made because it was you know it was this idea that he had that he really liked. Yeah. And, you know, now that he's got this huge infusion of cash, is he going to be able to maintain his principles, or do something? You know, like what's going to happen in a year to Minecraft? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting how quickly you can sort of fall out of interest with it when the feature set changes significantly, too. Right? Because, like, he created something which was arguably a feature, but because it doesn't exist in survival multiplayer, a lot, bunch of people sort of stop playing. I'm curious, though, if how we were just waiting for a reason to stop playing. Oh, I don't know. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of when the game is out of beta, I kind of want to play it again, you know, multiplayer. I I think the idea of like having a starting a new fresh world that's multiplayer with with a bunch of danger will make it much more interesting to like explore and build stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think putting in when he puts in the ability to move from server to server yeah. inside games and when he lets when he gives that when the server software is robust enough that you can say I don't want anybody else destroying any blocks. Yeah, on this server. You well, because the whole notion of adventure mode, I think, is going to be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, I'm I'm nervous when he starts talking about you know adding NPCs and story and quests and stuff to it because I don't know. How. As long as it's all optional, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm nervous about that. Yeah, I don't either. Like, because I feel like you know, theoretically, we could we could make some money just using this as a an engine or a platform to make a bunch of really cool worlds and quests and stuff and just selling <clears throat> adventure packs. Or I mean, I wonder if that's something that he's going to allow. Right. Why I mean, wouldn't he? I don't know. I mean, some places, I feel like some companies won't let you sell mods to their games, you know? I mean, he's so far been so open about letting people just do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, right? but not make money off of it. I think, and I think right now, you know, he, but, he's also started making a lot of decisions based on what his lawyers are telling him. Yeah. That's true. You know, I guess that's a good point. I mean, I'm not. I, like, I do not want to. I do not want to criticize the dude at all. Well, but that's the thing. Like, in order, but in order to play the it's, games, it's just a, it. The, like, the world is. It's such a, a value bit. add, though. It's like Cindy Lauper said. It's such a like you know to use some business speak. It's such a value add for other people to be making content for your game. People had to have bought the game to get this other content, and this other content potentially could bring other people in, and they're gonna have to buy your game to do it. So it's it you know it's like, it seems like a pretty solid choice. It just depends on what the framework is, right? I mean, sure. there's probably, you know, maybe you couldn't stop somebody from, you know, if you support mods and you say, all right, you're free to do whatever within this mod framework, maybe you can't stop somebody from selling, you know, maybe he couldn't stop somebody from selling a zip file that contains world data for a world that they've created, right? That like Skylands or whatever, which seemed really cool. What is Skylands? Uh, it, it is a big, puzzly Minecraft world that you install and it's like it the way that it works is really kludgy because it, it you go and the challenge is to like find something it's all these floating islands out in out in the sky mm -hmm. right made of different stuff and with different different sort of you know properties systems put in them and stuff 
and lots of little hidden spaces and stuff in them and lots of you know clever things hidden behind other clever things and the goal is to go through and find the secret which is like the password for a zip file which is another copy of uh, the map with a different spawn location I see so then you replace the world you respawn <clears> and then you're on like level two the level two island and you go through it and, and huh. that's that's like a it would be really nice if the game just supported what they were going for which sure. is like a little teleporter that you discover that's kind of cool I mean that's it's cool that they found a way to, to do it without yeah that. with the existing restriction which you know you could totally fuck up you could you could mine and you could just build a bridge from one island to the other but it for whatever reason it just wouldn't run on my computer at work and I don't know if it was because I had the draw distance turned up too high or, or whatever but it was just it would just lag out or maybe you know maybe there was some bug in the particular build that I was playing that's also I true. like what he says they're gonna do although he keeps saying this stuff and then it's like I kind of wish you know he would stop talking <laughs> well I think he kind of wishes he would stop talking right like it's bad news to talk about a feature that you're gonna add and then not add it but like you don't want to say, hey, stop being excited about ideas that you have and talking about them, right? Because, right, right. like, we don't want to do that, you know? Like, I mean, we, we talk about The reason everybody knows about PvP revamp, right? right. CDMR totally has everything that he needs in order to, yep. in order to prototype the... Except for maybe a cattle prod. Mm. In the butt. I don't know. Huh. I wasn't going to go that direction with it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I just It's like, it's funny because every time... Every time Cirrus logs in, he bugs CDMR about doing PvP. Yep. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what. Uh, there are so many things that CDMR could be working on at any given moment. Yeah, exactly. It's hard, it's hard for me to argue with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch of projects that I'm content for him to just work on whatever he's excited about. You know. Yeah. I'd be more content if he was excited about whatever I'm excited about. <clears throat> you need, you need clones of yourself. That are also like that. Their only job is to yell at people to do stuff. So well, I no, know. I was gonna say that like so that you could. Wait, no, I need a middle manager. You, you need middle manager. Yeah. So that so that somebody who will yell at other people. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, who will manage the middle? Yeah, the monkey, the monkey that's in the middle, hmm. like Suzanne Vega said. Oh, what I was saying that yeah. that with with him making decisions based on lawyers. When I said it's like Cindy Lauper said, what I meant, of course, was that girls just want to have fun. I see. Duh. Also, all lawyers are girls. Papa, don't preach. <laughs> uh, so we got some we got some some Twitter questions. Jelandi says, "Do you guys have the office beers sitting on the wall so you can take them down and hand them to each other and count how many are left?" That's funny. We'd done 99 beers. That actually would have been really cool. Except that the wall is not cold. If we had a... A beer wall? Refrigerator wall? A fridge wall? Yeah. Seems like a refrigerator wall would be kind of inefficient, though. <sighs> yeah. Jelandi says, How are you guys transporting yourselves around San Francisco? Walking, BART, rent-a-car, bike? I was in San Francisco yesterday around midday and forgot what a pain it is to find parking, even in a garage. Yeah, we've not really dealt with a car yet. we got some buddies with cars that come and get us every once in a while. This guy and Smoove have been driving, driving us around. around. Yeah, mostly mostly I walk. <clears throat> if we got to go far away, we take a train. We've been yeah, like I would say ninety percent of the time we are walking somewhere. We've not actually gone around and done that much stuff. No, because we we sort of explored the mission a lot last year, so I feel like we feel like we know a lot of things that we already like, and so we've been kind of vi- revisiting those places. You know, 
And it's good. I mean, we're going to a lot of good restaurants. I'm getting a fatty gut back. Although I think that's the hundred beers. Yeah, God, man. This this project... That's uh, great. It was such a good idea. Brutal. Such a good idea. Elfin says, Yet another Crimbo where I got all the spell books but didn't use a single one. Use spell books would be the greatest. Yeah, Hot Stuff is against that idea. Everybody else loves it. Everybody. Yeah. Why is Hot Stuff against it? Let's let's argue. Well, I I like them as a limited consumable resource. And we have not we did not design them at all in terms of the like quantities of them with the notion that you only ever needed one per player in mind. So, didn't we? <clears throat> no. We like I mean, that's certainly how I thought of it. No, I always I always thought of it as something that you'd want like 10 per player because people would use one in a run to get the skill and then like they wouldn't necessarily permit so they'd need another one for the next run. Except as it turns out that that just doesn't happen. Well, and I and I recognize that. I mean, I you know, on the flip side I recognize that like I always hoard stuff that is consumable and never use it in games because I'm afraid that there will come a moment where I need it, you know, and I don't know when that is or whatever, and so I'll get to the end of the game and I'll have every single potion that ever dropped or whatever in my inventory, you know. So I understand the motivation to not use it, but, like, <clears throat> if I if we had, from the beginning, thought that they were only going to be one per player that was going to be needed, I think I would have priced them five times higher in general. Well. That's, that's all. That's my, that's my primary primary like objection but you know i don't think i'll bet that for any given spell book except for the the hobopolis ones that just drop all the time i bet for any given limited time spell book there are not even more of them than there are players i'll bet none of those items are there more of them than there are players there are more of them than people need them right like the Gravity's Rainbow was a relatively because like that one was designed with one per player in mind. Right, because it auto perms. Because it auto perms, and I think that's the um, the number that that I would have shot for in terms of. But I see the thing is I think I don't think that somebody looks at that book and says I need ten of those. Right, I don't think that anyone feels that way. I think that if anybody got ten of them, they got ten one for themselves and nine to sell any skill book. Of any skill book. Yeah. I think you think of it as a thing that you need one of, and then you realize, oh, wait, no, I need one of someday. So I'm just never going to play with this. Yeah, I mean, I guess that depends on the the sort of player's point of view, right? From a certain point of view... Like, yeah, I guess part of the problem is that also most of the skills are not so compelling that you would want to use a book in run even, or not in run, but a book at any point when you know you weren't going to permit <clears throat> just just to be able to use yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like mostly what we do with the spellbook things are just, you know, things that are flavor. Cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, that's that's my sort of desires are counter to a lot of the design decisions. So, I think yeah, I think you should do it, but you should just do it. You yeah, should sit, sit on it. It's kind of a lot of work. Yeah. Do you have to, you have to like, make a new item for every book, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Which, it's only like, there's like 30, yeah. I guess. And I mean, you know, maybe I don't do it with old ones. or like, they, they, People would start expecting them to yeah. work the same way, though. Um, yeah. I feel like we could make Rainbow's Gravity no longer auto-perm if we did it that way. You could. 
Right. Although that would be taking that would be kind of devaluing it. Would it? Yeah, because. I mean, you still. No, I don't think so. I think you still need exactly the same number. You do. But it. I mean, I guess it's a free hardcore permit. Yes. On top that's, of it, yeah, that's the value. There is some value in that, potentially. Uh, well. RDFM says, "Hey guys, nifty new skill book. Speaking of skill books, yeah, Kung Fu Fighting. I'm really happy with the way that that turned out. People seemed really excited about the 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 way it worked. I've only read the first page of the uh, radio forum thread. Got kind of mathy. There's already people <laughs> saying it's useless for disco bandits, and and I say screw you, screw you, buddy. It's pretty interesting for other classes, and it's just a you know it's a gating mechanism. You get it as a disco bandit, you permit, and then uh, you." You play a different class. He says, uh, dig the Matrix reference, but shouldn't the description read, whoa, as a tie-in to the song? If there had been any way to make it so... It took me a while after reading what you wrote, which is, whoa, ho, oh, oh, uh, to understand what you meant by that. I'm like, oh, right, that song goes like that. I don't know that there's any way to really illustrate that in text right. that is immediately <clears throat> comprehensible. So yeah, I like the I like the that joke that I made. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people writing stuff, a lot of people writing things. Are you gonna be sad if we don't take a break? Um, well, neither of us has beers. Oh man, we do need beers. So I hope that this uh, break that I'm about to take doesn't fucking cut off a bunch of the show. Well, what we can do is just talk for thirty seconds about nothing at all. And then if it gets cut off, there's uh, no loss. But I care about, I care about everything. Each and every word. Yeah. yeah. Screw it. That's not. We'll play thing. a. We'll play a, a long Philip Glass song. Seriously. Well, it's five minutes long. But it's Philip Glass. Yeah. Okay. But it's a good Philip Glass song. Hey, that ended in a hurry. The end. Uh, it was skipping, but you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Ah, uh, good old Philip Glass. How much glass do you think that Philip Glass could fill up? If Philip Glass could fill up glass. Six. Uh, we can do the forum thread. Club says, "Is the Crimco building planned to stay put until next Crimbo? If so, can we turn it into a paintball arena?" I think everybody else has done all the work that they're supposed to do, and it's just my job. And fuck, I was gonna do it tonight at rollover, but I keep fucking forgetting that rollover is an hour was, earlier because was, we're in. Has ca- already happened. We're in California. He says, I write for the website of a toy company. I had to write about a caterpillar-shaped accordion the other week, and you'd be surprised how hard it is to shoehorn references to accordion thieves and their songs in there without breaking style. Somehow I managed it. Sweet. What does it mean to break style? Probably the guidelines that... I imagine if you're writing a website for children that uh, you probably have some rules that you have to follow. Huh. Like, don't call the children homos. But what if they are homos? Or if you're writing toys for gay children. Don't call kettles black gays gays for toy children <clears throat> toys for tots toys for twats what about toy poodles toy poodles and twats yeah uh just been inspired also he says insert some accordion thief only pickpocketable accordions that provide intrinsic effects slash self buffs for the accordion thieves so the calavera concertina only adds some spooky damage wait no the centipede squeeze box regenerates hp add similar possibly some minor combat skill too or should i stop playing make a kol on the radio um, you could stop playing TV on the radio. It killed the video star. TV on the radio killed the TV on the video star. Yeah. 
No, TV on the video killed the TV on the radio star. Yeah. Uh, Owl who who City, killed what Owl on the Death City Star? killed Grizzly Bear. Um, yeah, the Death Star. Yeah. Erich uh, says, any plans to let us remove item clutter, such as superfluous nemesis familiars? They can be once for ascension food items like the Gruag. I want to make spaghetti and autonomous disco balls. Yeah, we we got to watch it. I feel like... I don't tend to put in things that you can't get rid of that accumulate over ascensions, but other people do. Sometimes. Yeah. The one like it's a familiars are a weird case in particular because they are consumable but only once. And then you've got this extra item. Yeah. Like the toaster, I guess was my fault. But that was way before anything. Well it used to be a campground item, so it was consumed. And then I took it out of the campground to save space, and then I got so mad when I put the sushi mat in the kitchen that I decided I never wanted to put anything in the kitchen ever again. You could, you could make a bathtub item, <clears throat> and then you could uh, combine them, the two of them to make a consumable that would just reset your ascension. Just end it right there, start over. Highbulb says, is the failure of the mists to envelop Krimco HQ the first sign of climate change in the kingdom? Yeah. What is with those mists? They seem pretty aggressive. Turing says, any chance of having sack lunches sometimes drop X-laxed food from people sick and tired of having their lunches stolen? I don't know if that's a real thing. Do you think anybody ever actually did that? Yeah, I'm sure at least one person has done that. Sure. Why not? I mean, I'm sure someone, I'm sure someone not necessarily X-laxed, but somebody has tampered with their lunch as a honeypot. Perhaps their lunch was a honeypot. For whoever steals lunches, right? Right, and so they they were they were trying to catch the bear who kept stealing their yes. lunches. Exactly. Maybe he was that bear from that super mega cartoon that tried to make a photocopy of a fish later. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was one that he did one of the YouTube videos that was the like director's cut of the comic. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so great. Like they're, I mean, I get why they're kind of funny, but they're just not consistently funny. No. Uh, Chamico says, any plans for the sea to be finished soon? That place is so awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, plans? Yes. Yeah. Maybe this year. Follow through on plans? Maybe this year. There is a, there's a whiteboard covered in post-it notes for what we're supposed to do this year. Yeah. How are we doing so far? Uh, You, you, I don't know, you have the whiteboard. We're doing a, a terrible job. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've released a traveling trader, Adam. Yeah. That was on the whiteboard. That was not one of the things. It was? No. Uh, making new traveling trader <laughs> items once we run out of existing ones was, was on the list. <clears throat> I believe that the post-it note was just traveling trader. Today so. I did art for the new post, uh, post-friars post zone. Yeah. I like it. It was pretty cool. And I also don't like it. The art? Yeah. Oh, I think it looks cool. Do you? Yeah, I like the like happy face. I think there's something weird about it. It's like it's too... It needs some animated bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, too... It looks like the underwater zone. Spread out. Yeah, a little bit. Well, it looks like the part of the underwater zone that people haven't seen yet. Yes, it does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Remember all that fucking work that's done? Yeah, I know. The second half of the underwater There's zone? There's a lot of underwater zone. There's just some stuff that I'm not 100% satisfied with, and there's some stuff that I'm not 100% sure the, what it's going to be. You and... being less than 100% satisfied with something keeps things in limbo for a long time. It does. Like, there's a... There is a 95% complete quest that has been, you know, 
Like, are you talking about the miss sign class? I am. Okay. Describing that as ninety-five percent complete. Yeah. Is like describing. There are monsters that are mountain. There are monsters. A that mountain are with rubber trees on it and a bunch of ore in veins underneath the mountain as a ninety-five percent complete car. Because everything that are, you need to make a car is. There in are there monsters that are spindled. There are, are items that are spindled. Right. There is. There is the idea a for the. Zone, there is the idea. For the there's not so, a zone. There's not a zone. Okay. That's the because it, well, because we weren't sure how we were handling it. We are not sure how the quest operates on a fundamental level. It, theoretically, I think if we decided on something, it could take an hour in the quest to be done. I think <coughs> there, we could also decide a different implementation. It would take like two days, but there would be a way in which it could be done in an hour, potentially. Right? I, I'm I'm just saying it. It seems like it's possible. But because you're not into it, because it's like you're because you're it like isn't, this isn't this isn't I'm not isn't, satisfied with isn't. this. This is like this is like this argument that we had the other <coughs> day about. So so we had you know I guess the, people know how the people how know how our new game works right where you know you're a guy and you have a set of tiles that you make words out of and that's how you attack your opponent and we spent a lot of time yesterday or the day before I don't remember day if before. it was yesterday or the day before uh, yelling at each other about this thing that. For whatever reason, Hot Stuff thinks that there was some simple thing that we just needed to do to make basically a system that worked like the weapon text, the specific weapon hit messages in KOL. Which people don't necessarily understand, so I don't know if that's a good example. Sure. Basically, like, a bunch of messages that would be things that your guy will yell when he's using, when he's playing a word against, um, against a monster, or that a monster would yell when he's playing a word against you. And I kept describing like like why don't we just do it this way and being really vague about but it. But you kept yeah right. You kept using words that represented fundamental undecided aspects of the way in which the thing needs to be implemented. Right. There is no quest. There are a bunch of dissociated monsters and items in the game, and I could make a thousand of those tonight if I wanted to. Right. You, that you is not though like but but i i wouldn't but the, that is not the hard the part order that of the is quest not like 95% done it, no it is not the quest could be 95% done if it was only missing those things because those things are an hour of work for riff to do and then something for me to draw like the that's the thing like thinking of imagining this quest yeah right you can't you cannot think about the quest because there is no quest. There are like five monsters and like ten items. There is no quest. There's an idea of a quest. There's like, I had a dream about a quest. You had to help this guy do this thing. What thing? I don't know. How did it work? I don't know. There is no quest. So the quest is not 95% that is, done. That is being extremely unfair towards the structure that exists. Because, like, it is described... No, it uh, isn't. There is no structure described. If there was a structure there described, is a we would have single, done it. There is a single mechanic that you have, we've not no, found a satisfying... there is an adjective that we have not found a way to turn it into a game mechanic. That's the thing. There is an idea that does not mean anything that is the core of that quest. It does mean something. You just you're just not satisfied with any of the the ways that <coughs> we have we have just like discussed implementing it. 
that's that's like it does mean something. Like there, we've come up with a bunch of different opportunities, like a bunch of different possibilities, you none of which you've been satisfied with. So it's right, like like there's a bunch we've. I don't. I honestly, <sighs> I honestly do not believe that yeah. there was ever a single coherent proposal of how it would work. Okay. There wasn't. I have. There was. I there can was give you nothing. one right now. I can give you one right now. The the thing that we're talking about, act like, takes the place of your familiar. That was a co- that was a complete and coherent thing that we're like, eh, not such a good idea. But it was something that we could have done. Okay. Right. The the thing the guy. Okay. So basically, I'm just gonna spoil this. <sighs> it's. Ri- go ahead. No good. Do- so ri- so Riff wrote it as a parody of a thing that doesn't even fucking exist anymore, which is funny. Right? I guess. All right. So it's meant to be like an escort quest. You have to escort this guy on, I don't know, a trip through some fucking forest or some shit. I don't even know. Right? What does it mean? So, all right. The guy becomes your familiar. That's not a quest. That's just another familiar named Marty. Right? You have not described a thing that we could implement. You have not described that quest. Already, You've described we can already, a familiar. We can already chain fights. So you chain a bunch of fights together, which is what we were talking about. And then if you lose, we have some... We, we can already write code for what happens if you lose, and it takes you back to the beginning of the chain. Quest implemented. Write up something that I can implement, and I will implement it. How did, how did I... What I just described... You just <laughs> glossed over a vague idea of how a thing would work. But everything that I described is something that we can already do. So right? Do it. Write me a list of instructions and I will follow them. <laughs> you, the, the leap between coming up with an idea for something okay. and turning it into an actual plan of attack for implementing something is like... This is work that everybody else seems to be allergic to, right? Like, it always <laughs> lands on me to do it, and if I don't do it, then the thing doesn't get done. I mean, I can, right? I can propose and, something in, like, I just don't think you're going to be happy. That, the thing is, I don't think you're going to be happy, because I don't think we are, I don't think the idea of him just becoming your familiar for 20 turns or whatever is something that we're happy with. Right, like that's that was the problem, and that, as I understood it, which is why we didn't press it, because we were like, oh well, we'll think of something eventually. You know, we've thought about having him be in the spot that is currently used by like pasta summons, right? Instead, like using using sort of spaces that we already have to do something different, right? That's what we've talked about, but none of them has been particularly satisfying. And so I'm like, I'm not saying that. But the thing is, none of there's them, a reason that there's not a good reason for us not to. Have it is not it. that none of them have been satisfying. Is it is that none of them are a thing that can be critically evaluated. None of them. We use him instead of a pasta guardian to do what? How does that work? What does that mean? I mean, okay, it means there's a new pasta guardian, and its name is Marty. Right? That is not an idea for a quest. That is an idea. The that structure is... for the quest isn't going to change, though. That's the, like the quest is you have this thing with you while you're doing a bunch of stuff that you can't get out of because it's a freaking escort quest. If you fail, you have to go back to the beginning. That is what the entire. What does it mean to, to fail? get beaten up? That is what it always means to fail in KOL. No, it doesn't, because what it means, like the fundaments of this quest, is that you have to protect this guy. Right. So there is the entire notion of protecting a guy, right? 
d- is the guy nothing? Is the guy just a guy who is another name for your hit points? Because that's not protecting a guy. That's just that's just a string of fights. If if the, it's like, hey, I know, let's add a string of fights. Oh, okay, that's a thing we can do. But th- this is this is the frustrating part. Like the absolute hardest part of this is a thing that no one has done. It is a thing that is not done. So okay. to describe the quest as 95% done is just the opposite of what that means in my head. Okay. It's, right? It's, I think it is interesting that this is the, like, like, in my understanding of how the world works, which maybe is just wrong, <laughs> coming up with the idea and the content and, like, getting all the writing done and stuff like that is, like, what most people consider the hard work. And, like, actually just, like, coming up with a framework and just sort of putting it out there is not hard. That people, like, people, other people can do that trivially. And, like, and that seems to be what you're having the tr- most trouble with, right? Because I feel like you could, there's any number of ways that we could, we could do this in a way that was narratively understandable and, like, worked within some structures that we've already built. But you're just, like, you don't, you see it as, like, just this intractable problem. And I, I just, it's surprising. I don't see it as an intractable problem. I see it as a thing that is not done. And it is a core thing that is not done. It is, it is a critical but element y- of the because process. Because you're the one that has to do it once it's been described. No, well, okay. A. Or C.D. Moyer, I guess, could maybe do it. it None of us, none of us write the code for the game, though. Like that's we can't. Okay, I'm not saying that I need somebody else to write the code for it. I'm saying that if somebody wants me to make this quest, they need to be able to describe the quest Mm -hmm. in a way that is possible to implement. Oh, it's an escort quest is not possible to implement. Sure, that 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 sentence that sentence in and of itself. Right. But but we have had like three or four medium length conversations about possible ways. That that could and at no point in any of those conversations was anything ever proposed that was a whole and implementable idea. Okay. And that's the problem. Even describing it, so now we can chain fights, we can chain choice adventures. Yeah. What do we do with that? We have we have this idea, which is that we want to do an escort quest. We have this tech, which is the ability to chain fights. How does this work? What does it mean? What is it like to play through this? What are you trying to do as a player? Are you just trying to survive? Are you trying to protect this guy? What does it mean to protect him? Do the monsters attack him instead of you? Because we've talked about that at some point in the past. Right. You know, which right. will require all of the writing to be changed on all the monsters, for instance. But that's trivial. Those things are trivial. The content is trivial. I could add a hundred more items that drop from these monsters tonight trivially without actually coming up with any ideas except ideas for what these items are flavored like okay right which i could do by looking at a list of items in other games which i could do by looking around the room one of them drops a nightstand one of them drops a television one of them drops a boom box one of them drops a butt plug the ability the fact Crap, that we have that the ability to write a write code that happens when the fight is over <clears throat> seems to me like sure we can do whatever we want we can write Right. Right. Like, so we could describe, we can, like, we could change nothing else and just have a little paragraph of text that's like, you know, uh, you didn't take any damage, so you clearly protected Marty really well. He has all of his hit points, which we keep track of in a flag, right? Like, 
I can just okay. like I feel like I could sit down for an hour and come up with five different possible <laughs> implementations. Any, and I haven't done that. And, right. and I haven't done that. That's exactly my point. Okay, that's and that's so. But okay, so I will sit down and come up with five different possible implementations for this quest. And let's see. So you're gonna spend five hours on that, or you're saying in one hour you could come up with five? I think I think in an hour I could, but maybe not. Maybe maybe if I did that, you'd be like, A, B, C, and D are wrong with. You need to describe exactly, describe, describe exactly what the experience is like for the player. Because you right? and I, okay, so this this was all this born out of our discussion. This was user all, stories. Say what? This is this is what Pivotal Tracker is for. This is why oh, I'm learning yeah. this. This is why this like this. It's, it's a user story. You sure. are describing a thing that happens from the point of view of the user. Yeah. And it's our job as implementers to figure out what that means. Um, but if, so like we had this argument slash discussion about the 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 word game. And I feel like we came to a, a a conclusion that was totally reasonable and implementable, and something that that is sure. flexible and extensible, or whatever you know, all the things that we need. Right. <clears throat> and but that was not done until we did. That, no, I right? I realize that, the, but to me, it, it didn't seem like because I don't have my hands on the code all the time. I think I just think of it like, well, you just sort of make a structure until it satisfies all of your conditions. You know, like. I don't understand what that means. I guess is my problem, right? Because I'm like, well, clearly you just, you know, you just mess with it until it works, and then you're done. Right. And the hard part is like coming up with the. I like, mean, so that's a good way of content. fixing a thing that it exists. That is not a good way of making a new thing, right? Like because because you have to know where to start. There has to be some definition of the thing in order for you to start making it into a thing, right? I mean. When you have your blank index card, that you're, you know, so you're drawing an index card with the art every day. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing definitionally there. If I have not thought of something throughout the course of the day, it is nearly impossible to put anything on that card. So you wouldn't take out a practice. Do you like? Do you like limit yourself to not doing a practice? No. One? no so I'll do. I'll do sketches. You sometimes. wouldn't like. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't just sort of like start drawing some lines. You wouldn't start like looking around the room and just like pick something and sort of like sketch it out and see what you can like. I, I feel like I would just sort of. There is value almost in floundering, right? Maybe this is maybe this is my problem. Like, I think it is extremely difficult to write anything, because I will sit down and I'll write like five paragraphs and delete them all and then like be like oh okay well clearly I should have started this way and then like write a different paragraph or something like it's sure it takes me a long time to do stuff <clears throat> because I, I I start with that blank slate all the time and I just sort of like make a bunch of stuff and then like pick the aspects of it that sort of make sense and work together and then like get rid of everything and start over with those aspects right you know well I mean so KOL was like that right like I'm just gonna shit a bunch of stuff into this script Right and you know, yeah, it's a lot easier to do work when there's a structure in place for it, right? Sure. I mean, I mean that's, that's the that's, like having all of our like spindlers where we can just go in and like create content does make it super easy to like create content for the game. Right, but I mean that's there's there's a different that means a different thing, I think. Right to me, like. I've I've told you this. Like writing item descriptions is not creative work to me. That is I don't so consider, weird. I do not consider because it, actual, it like, totally is. Like it totally is creative work. Yeah. No, I guess it is. I mean, but to me, it is not. It is not challenging. That's that's the thing. Like I can make 
an arbitrarily large number of dumb jokes given a, a cue of what the joke should should be about, right? Like, that happens without me trying. They're not all great, right? You know, what I, what I can't do is the kind of stuff that Scully can do really well, which is to take a situation and imagine a bunch of things happening and describe it in funny ways, right? Like, he can, you know, he is way better at, like, coming up with the combat texts, for instance, like, extremely quickly hmm. than I am. Or a story about what happens when you're going through that involves several steps. Like, he's he's a lot more capable of generating a bunch of narrative in a hurry. The, the Just, like, one-liner stuff, the quips, the, the drawing. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like... I, you'll say, think of something clever. Some, think of something clever for this like item to do, and I'll come up with some like totally novel. No, and that is absolutely mechanic. creative work. That is creative work. That's hard. If it was easy, I would do it myself. Which is weird, because like I think that like I know. I mean, so I think of deciding what to draw as creative work. Drawing it is not. Drawing it is just labor. Wow, weird. So you, I think you just hate deciding things. Yeah. Right. That's that's interesting. I hate deciding. Yeah, just in general. Huh. This is like a revelation. Good thing me. I'm. <clears throat> In charge, in charge of, all of the company. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes me happy that's all interesting. the time. That like is a totally different sort of paradigm for understanding like what what it means for you to do work. Anyway, so that's the C getting finished soon. There's really cool art. There is some really cool art that took um, you a while to decide how to draw. <laughs> no, that was pretty easy actually. I I scribbled it on a sheet of paper. I, th- I think that was actually when I was staying with the, uh, d- during my divorce, when I was staying with the pretentious artist for a while. He had oh, yeah. this big sheet of butcher paper on his kitchen table, and so we would just sit around at night drinking beer and drawing on his table. Both of you together? Uh, all of us. Me and him and his wife. Did you keep any of that? I took pictures of the stuff that I drew that was cool. Because <sighs> those are neat artifacts. Yeah. That's too bad. I always want, he always made, I think he might have done this because I was staying there. He always made fun of me because what I wanted when he and I first moved to Phoenix was I wanted a shitty table that we painted white and then could write stuff on. And what? he was what? always like, I don't understand why you want a table that you can write stuff on. I'm like, so that you can just write stuff on the table. And you're, how Seems is that like not a really good idea? How is that not a thing that you would want? Yeah. And no, he just didn't get it. And huh. so I think, you know. Having a sheet of butcher paper taped to the table, same thing, right? It's like, I don't know, scribbles. Do you ever, do you ever, like, go to restaurants where they have crayons and butcher paper on the table or whatever? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, we were at a restaurant with crayons and paper the other day. I drew a little stained glass thing. Yeah, I, I like, I like doing stuff like that. Just yep. like no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> um, and then I went home, and that's what I did on my index card for that day. Was made a little stained glass looking thing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do tonight. It's driving, oh, you haven't done it it's yet. driving me crazy thinking about it. Now, now I mean, there's all this pressure. Like, well, the, like, do you want me to just come up with ideas for you? Because I can just come up with ideas, but like, no. I can't implement them. That's like, that's the hard part. Yeah. See, that's why we work so well together. I guess. Um. <clears throat> you you know have ideas I, all the time. You have ideas all the time. Yeah. Way <clears throat> more. Way more than there's time. I mean, it's labor. That that's the thing. It's it's labor. It's not creative work. Like coming up with the motivation to do the labor is the hard thing, right? But what strikes me, like what gets me, what stops me from working on something is not knowing what work needs to be done. And that that's kind of where we're at on the sea, right? Like that it, it it is sprawling in our heads. Yeah. And it it goes on well beyond the scope of itself, right? How much of that needs to be done? For us to actually for us to roll it out, roll anything out, sure. right? 
And making that decision is kind of critical because until that decision is made, I don't even know what's I don't even know what it means to finish the C. Okay. Right? And that's you know, I, I think that people in general they were talking the guy from Zynga was talking about how no game studio like that I I am a sort of a like unique thing in his experience, the designer slash implementer. Yeah. Right. It's, designers and implementers are almost always separate individuals. Yeah. And and that that's, you know, what what that does is it makes it so our sort of like, you know, business strategy, our, our development strategy is work on whatever I'm in the mood to work on. Mm-hmm. Right. But it also makes it so like <laughs> there is a there is a level of I think what would be described as a significant lack of discipline in terms of like all right, we've evaluated our we've evaluated the possible actions that we can take, decided on a priority, and then the next day I get up and just do something completely yes. that wasn't even on that we, list. We we do that. I feel like I have made a bunch of lists in the past, and like you'd be like, ah, and you'll just do something else entirely. Like only when there are looming deadlines that we've set, yeah. do, do lists really sort of. And it's weird because you know tackled. certain arbitrary deadlines I can take really seriously, like Christmas. You know, like, yeah. Crimbo, we always, we always rally. We always, I'm always fucking, I'm always tearing my hair out, you know. Yeah, I, there's, I always have at least one little meltdown during the development process of Crimbo every year because everybody else leaves town, and then it's like, yeah. I get these sudden like, oh fuck, there's like, I need, I need one thing from each of four other people, and none of them are fucking here, and yeah, yeah, I go nuts and I start talking like Professor Frank. Um, yeah, Betrayer writes, The new Disco Bandit <laughs> skill is great. Some excellent writing, but it's useless as a DB. Would you consider adding something to the Moxie Guild store that made unarmed to hit to be calculated by Moxie? No. No. You know, I am reluctant to do fundamental things like that on passive skills. We're going to talk about this, too. Somebody somebody, also brought up the uh, Seal Clubber skill, the Sword Club thing, yeah. and they were like, could you make that? A passive and I don't want to do that because every time I do something that is passive and changes the way some game mechanic works it ends up being a thing where it's like nope 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 I've permanently gimped my character by perming this skill because in one out of every thousand runs it adds .001 turns to it due to this thing that I've discovered that had fuck all to do with whatever we were thinking about when we implemented the skill Right. right here's a question though <clears throat> what about a what about changing the iron palm technique to a self buff that was just a toggleable intrinsic? Uh, like it's basically a passive that you turn off and on. Right. Right. But the way that you can tell whether you have it or not is that there's this intrinsic. <laughs> Right. You know, maybe it's an intrinsic that only shows up, or maybe it's you know, maybe it's like a you, thing that you only shows up. You cast it. You cast it once to turn it on. You cast yeah. it again to turn it off. Yeah, and it's just zero mana to turn you know. it off. Yeah. It becomes like a stance in 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 an MMO, right? Like it becomes like a like a thing that exists independently of. Sure. What well, what what game had like the offensive stance and defensive stance? And I think mixed? I like warriors in World of Warcraft had that. Did that? And yeah. 
Um, and there's a few. I mean, the, in a way, like stealth is like that in for for a rogue yeah. in World of Warcraft, right? Like it's a thing that you toggle that sort of is it's fundamental. It's not like a buff. It's not. It's not you know an activated ability in any real sense. Like it's not you know a thing that means something at the moment that you do it. I would worry about doing too much shit like that though, because the intrinsics. They can get knocked they, off in ways and stuff. Well, too. they can't really. That should that should all be taken care of now. Okay. Be, because because we did the missing kidney thing in Bad Moon, we had to fix all of the things that people noticed that would get rid of intrinsics. Just randomly knock yeah, them off. like you know, because there was a thing like the the cheapest way to remove intrinsics from gear when you unequipped everything was just to delete all your intrinsics, right? As opposed to like cycling through all the gear and checking to see if it had intrinsics on it. And so we, you know, there's a blacklist of intrinsics that don't come from gear, which is like not the way to do that. Sure. I think, uh, you know, just because every fucking conversation that we have spirals into a million things that we ought to do, I think that the database is in good enough shape now that a lot of the shortcuts that we took that led to a lot of the goofy behavior with custom outfits and stuff, we could probably just redo equip the equipment code from scratch. As long as we didn't in, do everything like, in sequence, like introduce it, any. But I don't think we would. Right? Duplication. I think I think stuff. we write a single function for equipping an item. We write a single function for unequipping an item, and then every other subset of stuff just iterates, just calls those iterates through that code. Huh. And you know, I think it's I think it's safe to do that now. Like before, a query that did ten se- sequential updates to the player table was a huge big deal compared to one that did a single update. Right, and so that's why all of the bugs that you see in combat, where you will get a notification of gaining a stat point twice, or whatever, that's because fight used to give you some muscle, and then give you some mist, and then give you some mox. But now, what it does, because I made this code more efficient, was it does a single query that updates all three of those things, and then just reports all three of them at once using fake messages that are not the actual message that you get from the function that adds muscle because it's not using the function that adds muscle. It's using a different thing Jeez. That, that adds something. And, you know, there's only a handful of things like that, but they cause weird oddities yeah. as opposed to, like, you know, totally normal oddities. Um, Clearly you should just r- just throw away all the code and start from scratch with object-oriented programming. Object-oriented. Yeah. <coughs> you know, they say... They say, Joel. Who the fuck is Joel? Joel says, don't rewrite your software from scratch. But Did you... Our software is really... Every every individual one of our scripts... You saw the XKCD pretty comic about simple. good code versus yeah. Yeah. fast code or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can't... You just can never get there. Yeah. Well, you can. You just don't know how. You can't do it reliably. Um... Stupak2 says, thoughts on select your skills upon ascension? And then a bunch of people are saying, eh, he didn't like it, he already said that. Uh, we were talking to Kellenbor about that. Kellenbor's assertion, my assertion about letting you do s- ascensions with, you know, five skills or ten skills or whatever, is that that is a thing that there are like eight people who are would be really excited about the idea. There would be 15,000 people who would just be confused at worst and completely ambivalent at best and of those eight people who were really excited about it two of them would continue to be excited about it after a week right and so it would just have been a bunch of effort 
a bunch of convolution of the interface that is, again, at worst confusing to a large number of people for very, very little benefit. Kellenbor's assertion was that if you had runs where, you know, if you had leaderboards that were like leaderboards for 10 skill hardcore runs, it would they would all be dominated by the exact same people who dominate the existing boards. That's, yeah, that, like he was saying that basically any sort of challenge path that we come up with <clears throat> is probably going to be dominated by the same people that already just know the game so, so well that they can sort of take advantage of new new things or like restrictions or limitations on things which may be true you know but who knows it the one thing that it does is it does let other people try yeah in ways that they can't they can't they can't currently be competitive so you know Kellenberg was also trying to prove a point he didn't do it yet I'm not going to tell people what the point was he was trying to prove because I want to let him try it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Arcwild asks, I know this marks me as a noob, but why does Peter Cushing haunt the forums? It's not <laughs> Peter Cushing, it's Grand Moff Tarkin. But, it's dumb. Oh, weird, I don't have the forum despoiler installed on this laptop, I guess. Uh, what else are people asking is there a future alternate or not with cocktails using pulverized consumables? People keep asking about that. That's uh, we because we brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Beowulf says, "Jick, you're over a third of the way done with beers, but now you're over a third of the way into January. Can you keep the pace up?" I'm not worried about me. He's fine. Finishing the hundred. I'm I'm more problematic. I've only had one day so far this month where I was even a tiny bit hungover, and it was only a tiny bit. And we had, that was like the day we had like seven. Seven. Beers. Yeah, that was a seven beers day. Hot stuff. You are just under a third of the way done with beers, and now have less than two thirds of January left. Does this worry you? It it doesn't. If I if I keep up the pace that I've had, because I skipped the first three days, and have had two days where I just haven't had any beers at all in the middle. So like, it's not that I can't do it. It's just that I'm not enjoying every day of it so far. Hmm. So, I mean, I've I, like I you know. Today I had a beer that I really, I knew that I really liked, and that was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember what it's like to drink beer that you like. You know, I've been, I've been really surprised. How many different beers that you actually think are okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've, whoa. What's going on? I don't know. Are we not broadcasting? Have we not been broadcasting the whole time? So I think what's going on, I am seeing a an extremely delayed meter readout. Oh. Yeah. So I, I think I think that the broadcast software is way, way behind where we are right now. How is that even possible? I don't know. It does it does uh, all is kinds it of slowing it's got, is like, it's got some kind of pipe. I mean it might be having trouble broadcasting, right? So like or there just the, there just yeah, be like the, the a stream, couple of seconds of gap. Yeah, a couple of seconds oh. of gap. But but the it yeah. And so the stream oh. the stream knows to catch up. Like the stream will compensate wow. for that kind of thing. But it's not the stream is not in real time with what we're talking, obviously. Sure. But also the processing, the audio pipeline on this broadcast software is not in real time. That's kinda interesting. It is. So I think what so I need there's to a do buffer. What I need to do before we are done is I need to just wait for the little meter to stop bouncing on the microphone input and then play a song and then I can edit out the I can edit out the silence for the archive. Well, but it sounds like it sounds like the recording has the same problem though. 
Well, no. If I don't, if I start a song, it starts right away, right? The audio pipeline is on a delay, so I'm starting a song before the audio, before the microphone pipeline is, is right. done. But so all you, we have to do is, all we have to do is, there won't be any silence if we like just sort of make some sort of obvious like clap, clap, clap sound, and then we see that, and then we can. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I don't know. I, I could make a really high pitched shriek. Yeah. Uh, what was I about to do though? Uh, I popped this up to look at something. Don't remember. Oh, oh, and, uh, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, WVO Quinn writes, now, uh, now we all want to do Kung Fu Core runs, but there's a single place where you absolutely need to adventure with a weapon in hand, the billiards room with the pool cue, in order to open the library. Can we have a workaround so we can play the whole game weaponless? Do you have any objections to me making, to altering that so that it just works from inventory? Kind of an unnecessary hoop to jump through. There's, it's not like there are combats in there that we want to be challenging because you're limited to having the pool cue equipped. It was just a kind of a puzzly aspect of it. That right. Um, I would be entirely okay with changing that right now. I just don't remember if there's anything that we're forgetting in terms of why we implemented it that way. I think it just made sense. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it during the radio shoe. Do you still make, uh, do you still occasionally make, um, radio show threads with to-do items that we'll never, never actually accomplish? I don't know. Th I mean, the problem is, a single radio show would generate more of those than would, we're ever going to get done. Sure. Because a lot of them are things where it's like, oh, that's a good idea, and now that idea requires 95% of its work to be done in order to make it into something that we can even do. Right. Right. Huh. Pantsless said, you just said the broadcast software is way behind you. I'm saying this so you can try to time that, but I didn't see it come up because I wasn't watching chat. Um, That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, crap. Also, there's some bug in the active chat that only appears for me because it only gets triggered by the rollover announcements that we see in dev. So once those fire, everything else is bold, like just for the rest of the day. Oh, weird. Then close the chat. Um, let me look at that. That, uh, let's see, location. Haunted Bill. I once knew a guy named Haunted Bill Yard's Room. Oh, yeah? Mm hmm. No, not really. Uh, okay. Pool game choice. So there's a chalk dust race and a pool trigger. There's only two monsters in there. There's nothing super fancy going on. There's that semi rare where you get. Uh, pool lesson, right? Yes, is it? I think so, right? It's it might be it might not just be a semi. Uh, yeah, I guess it is a semi. And you can fight him. Yeah, it's semi. You can either fight him or you can get the pool. You can get some stats and get a pool lesson. There is the super likely that gives you the pool cue, which we can't get rid of that. There's a bad moon adventure. Uh, let's see. So the conditional for the pool game starting choice is delay, <laughs> and uh, if player weapon does not equal 1793. So I'm just going to go if not has item, player ID 1793. <coughs> hearing, you, uh, hearing you do work is totally fascinating. Is it? Are, uh, you, making, are you making fun of me? No, it's all right. Making fun of me? <coughs> are you... Are you interested? Whoa. Oh, that must be a telephone going off cool. in somebody's back. Um, <laughs> Am I what? 
Are you at all interested in uh, participating in the idiot rod? I think I might be. I think I might be. It's like a I, we need a we need a team though. Well, I mean, one one could potentially be forming right now okay, if yes. you're interested. Yeah, I'll do it if we can use that. If we can use that that chariot. Okay. All right. So the idiot rod is a like a phoenix pub crawl that involves teams of five people, four of whom are the sled dogs for the. Gar- fifth the person. shopping cart bound fifth yeah, fifth uh, person yeah fifth person yeah so and i have this uh i it's... have this shopping cart that got abandoned at my house that has been bent into like a recliner um that's the one problem is that you have to you have your shopping cart has to be an entire shopping which how could they possibly <laughs> care about the rules that you make your own route for this race <laughs> yeah. they cannot possibly be sticklers for the rules yeah i don't i don't exactly get the whole argument. Uh, the pool. It, we can't be that far behind on the uh, stream because I'm getting comments about things that we just talked about. Are we? Okay. The pool game adventure in the haunted billiards room no longer requires you to have a pool cue equipped. Uh, yeah. Is that... There's a better way to say that. Whatever. <clears throat> but deciding on a better way to say it is... Well, over. I don't want it to... I don't want it to imply that it doesn't need... You don't need to have a pool cue at all. Right. Anymore. Which is wrong. Right. You won't get it until... I mean, I guess you could pull... You can pull a pool cue... So that you don't get that. Was there any, like, equip requirement on it that was interesting at all? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I can't imagine that it has an equip requirement higher than the requirement to get into the billiards room. Although, the stat requirement to get into the billiards room is only 10. Um, and what what is the pool queue? No? No, it had no requirement. Yeah, so. Okay. Nothing really changed there. You just, don't, you know, you get that thing. So now you can actually do a completely un... You can do a completely weapon-free weapon run. Free run. I think you still have to equip some weapons at certain you points. You do, but you don't have to adventure with them, right? Yeah. In a way that would... Or you don't have to fight with them. Yeah. That's interesting that of all the things that we require you to do, there's never a point where you're required, except for there, to adventure with it. And it's not even a fight, right? Like, you just have to adventure with the weapon equipped. It's weird. You know, there are tons of places where you have to spend adventures with a hat with an accessory or with whatever, but never... That was the only place that there was a weapon. Anyway. Yeah. That just makes that easier and more scrutable, and it was not... That was not an interesting hoop to jump through, right? Like, having to wear... So I'm really... We've been talking about the knob and and revamping the knob. I want to do the art for that so that I can get excited about it. (laughs) Um, And Scully was, was very much in favor of, like giving you multiple ways to get through it, right? Like, letting you in to see the king wearing the guard outfit. Right, right. Too. Or, you know, I don't know. The, you know, there's... Basically, those are the only two options. There's the harem outfit and the guard outfit, because those are the only outfits that exist, unless we made another one. Um, but just, you know, giving the player a bunch of different ways to get into it as a way of making it easier, right? But, you know, there is an actual gameplay sacrifice there in wearing shitty gear with no enchantments on it. 
point, which I guess the guard outfit doesn't necessarily have any enchantments on it either. I don't know that that changes the game. I mean, it probably does, right? Because everybody already gets, the speed people already get the guard outfit. Right. So doing something that you're already doing, which makes it so you don't have to go to the harem and get perfume to drop, I kind of don't like. Well, I mean, we were thinking that what that would, if you were trying to go through it that route, <clears throat> he would be much harder to beat. My my suggestion was you weren't just fighting him, you were fighting him and 20 of his guards. So my problem with that is yeah. that a casual player would get that Maybe. outcome, would get the guard outfit. No, I, I, I think... I think we would do it the same way we currently do, which is you go in there with no, no outfit and it hints you towards the harem. You go in there with the with the guard outfit on, and if you lose, it's like there's got to be some other way, some easier way to do. I don't this. think you would think that though. I think you would think I need to be tougher to win this fight. The, but we could. The thing is, we could phrase it. We could phrase it in such a way that it's we could obvious. have the game tell you there's got to be another way to do this. Well. Yeah, I mean, you can think, we can make you think that, because that's, we tell you what you're thinking all the time. There's got, like, clearly dressing up as a guard is not an easy way to approach this. There's got to be an easier way to do this. Right? I don't know if people will read it. But that's not our problem. Well, it is. No, it isn't. It depends. I mean, it is. No. No, it's not. That, we, so much of the game requires you to actually have read something that we cannot, we cannot... Like design the game around the notion of people mm -hmm. not actually reading the game. No, but what we can we can we can admit to ourselves that if there is a if there is a confusing thing that requires you to have read every single sentence of text in a game that is, but to, to put it every mildly, single sentence of text. afflicted with significant verbal it is not diarrhea. every single sentence. I know of text. it's not every single sentence. If you go of in text, there and you lose a couple in order, times, in order to read any given one reliably you have okay. to read all of them no, and no. you go in there with no outfit on I, and we listen, hit you towards the harem outfit you go listen. in there with the guard outfit on you lose okay and we hit you towards so the harem outfit let's say that one of the attack messages yeah. for the grass elemental in in the uh in the uh, yes. in the in the menagerie yeah, yeah, yeah. is if you don't say the word hujiwats in chat within the next five minutes your account will be deleted right and then we delete people's accounts who don't say Hujiwats in chat within five minutes of getting that. Is yeah. that cool? Is that a good thing for us to do? Because people should be reading. All you have to do to avoid that is to read the text that we're writing in this game, which it, is all about the writing. It like, is no, kind of cool. That would a, be a super dick. A, it's it is funny. kind of cool. It's funny. It would, it would certainly, but, cut, the, but it would certainly B, cut the number of people we have to deal with uh, but, submitting bug reports and giving us money. But B... Uh, but we're not bee. we're not talking about yeah that, those are the worst kinds of bees. Um, we're not talking about something that extreme or that. But but we are. No, it, you it, get you fight you a, go in there you you I, fight the king. I cannot, you lose. I cannot express to you how certain I am that this is a bad idea. <sighs> Seriously. Other than to say extremely certain, right? Seriously. Putting up this, we make jokes all the time that say there's got to be a better way to do this or whatever. We, right. Yes, the tower monsters are one that comes to mind immediately. That you, we force you to lose a bunch of times if you don't have the right item and don't know what to use. Y if you go in there, like, and people will read those and be like, "Oh, okay." Like it's in visit clues with this thing. If you if you go in there in a different outfit, which you're almost certainly going to do on your first try, <clears throat> it will hint you towards the harem. If you go in there with 
the guard outfit on and lose, which maybe you'll win, you know, more power to you. If you go in there with a the guard outfit and lose, then it will hit you towards the harem. Like, If by hint you towards the harem, yeah. you mean replace the quest tracker nudge with go to the harem and get a harem outfit. Uh-huh. Then I'll, that's acceptable. <laughs> but the thing is, even with that, I don't know that that's a good idea. I don't know that just like allowing ascenders to skip there. I think that's a revamp that potentially shaves a dozen turns off of every run. I don't think it's that high necessarily. I don't think it is either, but it might be. I mean, it's definitely not on runs where you can just pull the harem outfit. But you I don't think anybody would ever do that at the low end, right? Like It's only two outfit pieces. I mean, plus oh, the perfume. But I mean, I I don't know. I, I I clearly, clearly there is definitely some some discussion to be had about this. But as one possible alternative solution to that puzzle, I think that's a reasonable thing, if we make it a question, right? Because like, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> we can just we we can if we can make the fight hard. I think that would be interesting. It would be an interesting choice. If you're not happy with it, then that's fine. Well, but I just worry about creating a situation where the intuitive thing that you're going to do as a new player who is not good at fighting monsters in KOL results in you ending up in a in a combat that you can't win. Right? That that you like the, but the so like, do forcing we, somebody to lose a combat instructively. You know, we, we do that in the tutorial of the new game and I'm pretty sure it's a bad idea. We expect people to we expect people to go into the king's chamber before they are ready in the current game. But it's not a fight. It's a message about you not being ready. Right. And so the we message could make it a fight that you lose. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but but I'm saying that like right now we we already expect them to try something. Like we are not expecting them to have the guard outfit at that point, right? Like we're not expecting them to be in an outfit. And I don't I don't think it's that different than the way it is right now. Because if they happen to get the guard outfit, or if they like if they like, I don't think that the clues that we have would indicate that I you should dress up as a guard. I don't know that worrying about any of this is worth. The, worth a change that all it's doing is making the quest easier for people who are trying to ascend really fast, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with dressing up like right. a harem girl and fighting the king. That's how that quest works. Adding, right. I don't know that the value we add by creating another way to do the quest when there's never going to be a choice about whether that's the best way to do it or not. There, that will always be the best. No, well, that's, that's if we if make it so you have to handle a particularly tough combat. If the fight is hard, if that's enough, the best choice. If the fight is hard, but yeah. but in order to you know, in we have, to make it we hard have enough. proven yeah we have proven historically to be. It's not that we're bad at it. It's that we've created a situation where it's kind of impossible for us to make a fight that is interestingly difficult. Right? Like we can either make it impossible or we make it trivial. And that's just a thing, right? I mean, like, there's there's all these, like, sort of liminal problems that we have where every food item is either useless or overpowered, right? Like, because those are the only two options. Like... It, it isn't quite like th that. There, mi there, might be, there might be some clever way to, to approach this, right? But I'm not seeing it. And even entertaining the possibility is what's freezing me on working on this revamp. And I, you know, like, maybe I should just do a different 
level quest, right? And come, come back, back to the knob later. But that's not the approach that I wanted to take, right? I wanted to work on the game from the beginning and, like, you know, do my, like, maybe every two weeks or every month, like, make a guy and play through the game and see, you know, because I think it's going it's to get to the point where it's pretty clear where we stopped going over things with this new comb, right? Like, you'll just stop seeing stuff in the quest tracker as a new account, for instance. You currently see that, right? You can't, things currently stop. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that, that having having a quest in the middle that doesn't have that is gonna be looks problem. way worse than yeah, you know, having it stop at a certain point. They both they both are bad. Uh let's um think of a song to go out on. Yeah. <clears throat> are we are we doing the silence bit? I think we're doing the silence bit because yeah, sorry guys, I know this is obnoxious for those of you listening live, but like the this thing is just jumping around because it's clearly what's going out right now is something that I said a long time ago. It's not that long though. I I mean I got I got textual responses on my iPhone device. Okay. Alright. Well anyway, good night everybody. Good night everybody that can hear this. Have hey, a good you know weekend. What? Let's both Make a really loud noise at the same time. One, two, three. Ah! Okay, so now you can look for that.